Hi, everybody. Happy Tuesday, and welcome back to another episode here of The Daily Grind. Uh, on today's episode, we are joined by Mr. Jordan Paris. Jordan is a 22-year-old author, podcast host, and entrepreneur who's been featured in publications such as Forbes, Entrepreneur, Men's Health, Yahoo, Finance, and Market Watch. He is the host of one of the top podcasts out there, um, top-ranked podcasts as well, Growth Mindset University, author of a book with the exact same title. He has interviewed some amazing, amazing people and is also the founder and creative director for Trend Up Media. Today, as always, everyone, be sure you have a pen, piece of paper, sit back, and really dive deep in today's interview with Mr. Jordan Paris. Enjoy. Today's podcast, everyone, is brought to you by WellSpent. WellSpent is a free money management app on a mission to help Canadians make better decisions with their money. By linking your bank account, you can start saving and start reducing regretful spending. Listen, most other apps out there are just going to tell you that you're spending too much eating out or you're spending too much on things that maybe matter to you, but don't matter to everyone else. Well Spent takes a completely different approach, which is absolutely amazing. I encourage you all to download the app available on Android and iOS. You can check out their website at wellspent.co or follow them on Instagram at well.spent. You guys are not going to regret this. What an amazing app, an amazing tool for you right now. Again, well spent. You can download it today through the Android and iOS stores or go to wellspent.co. Just before we jump into today's episode, everyone, I want to thank you all for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, all I ask from you today is think of one person who you feel like could benefit from today's episode and share it with them. Now, without further ado, please meet Mr. Jordan Paris. Well, Jordan Paris, welcome to the Daily Grind, my friend. How are you? Colin, I am happy to be here. I've watched you from afar for quite some time now, so uh, it's my pleasure. Awesome, man. Well, how are you? Uh, how are you handling these days? How are things? Yeah, man. Just uh, <laughs> you know, sorting through it and and trying to like figure out you know what the what the best plan of attack to come out better is because you know you hear the cliche. I mean, it's it's becoming a cliche now. I feel like, I mean, I posted about it yesterday where, you know, three hundred and fifty five years ago, a young student, a young student named Isaac, yeah, I, I, I won't even say his last name. A young student named Isaac, 355 <laughs> years ago. He, you know, there was just the Great Plague of London and for from 1665 to 1666. And uh, but when he came back to university in 1667, he had discovered calculus. Theories in hand, comes back to university, make him a fellow six months later, and then a professor two years later, again, a young man named Isaac Newton. So I'm trying to figure out, like, how can I come out of this better? How, like, I'm channeling all my energy right now into my work, even more so than usual. Yeah, I think I think we're all trying to trying to find the answer. We're trying to find that sweet spot, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think like, I think what's going to become super important now, like, if you're a business. The, you know, or like businesses are not going to want to be like if you're B2B, you know, business and you're selling a business, right? You know, they're not, you're selling your services, maybe your agency services, something like that to, you know, which, which I think you and I, we fall in that boat, but, uh, uh, or at least I do, 
you know, I think agencies are going to be less, and a lot of people do, agencies or, or businesses are going to be way less apt to spend on things without a direct measurable return on investment or measurable yeah. ROI. So if you have a product or service that is directly linked to a return on investment, you're going to thrive during this. And if you don't, you better figure it out. No doubt, 100%. So before we jump into this, Jordan, for for people kind of being first introduced to you, give give us a brief synopsis. Who are you? What what do you do? Yeah, well, uh, I'm a curious guy, curious Jordan, instead of curious George. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I like to have fun, help people, and make money. And I like to help people make money. And... (laughs) And, uh, and yeah, I just, I just uh, have a good old time over here, you know? Um, you know, I have, I have this podcast called growth mindset university where I very much like yourself, Colin, um, I interview people that I really look up to my role models, my heroes even. And, you know, those people, uh, you know, we've interviewed, we've interviewed a lot of the same people. Um, you know, I've interviewed Mark Manson, author of the subtle art. I don't know if you've interviewed him, but uh, oh yeah. No, yeah, okay, no. but uh, I I don't know I was look I've, I've looked through your list several times and uh, we, there there's some overlap I can't think of many right now but um, you know Ryan Serhant Million Dollar Listing uh, Dean Graziosi's coming up Robert Green's on Friday um, yeah yeah Dan Millman Way The Peaceful Warrior it's like my favorite book of all time got to speak with him in September I think it was yeah it was September second and uh, so yeah I have I have a lot of fun with that. Awesome. Would you say your your business and everything was built uh, behind your podcast? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. So, so walk us through like when did when did you start the show? Walk us through your podcast journey. Like how did how did it start? What was the initial vision for Growth Mindset University? Yeah, you know there was this. I, I remember this little, very, very, very vaguely. In December of 2008, or December 2017, December 2018 is when I had reached out to you for the first time, mm-hmm. as we were talking about before this. <laughs> and December of 17, I was visiting family up north. I'm from Fort Myers. I live in Fort Myers, Florida now, from Pennsylvania. I was visiting family up north with, at the time, a girlfriend, and we were in my room, and I just like it came to me for the first time, like out of I can't even tell you why or how but just silently to myself growth mindset university and I was like oh that's good and and I never verbalized it I like I kept it shelved away I didn't write it down I it was like a mental note and thank god I remembered it and I actually <laughs> finally did something with it is February of 2018 then when I created this like on free online course on Thinkific with, you know, it was just recycled content from like other people. I essentially like curated con- like, 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 like videos and made a curriculum out of it, like included a lot of Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins and all that. Um, and then, and you know, that wasn't anything special like at all, obviously. And then the following month I decided to, start writing this book. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to call it Growth Mindset University. I didn't think twice about it. <laughs> uh, 
And so then that was, was, I think it was March. Yeah, it was March 18th. I started of 18. I started writing that. And then April 17th of 2018 was the day when I, when I decided and put out my first couple podcast episodes called Growth Mindset University. And it was uh, really embarrassing, man. You know, I had, I, I, replaced, <laughs> I, I, I uh, man, it was so bad. So, 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 so bad. And there's this, I got this friend uh, and she, you know, she was like the only one I know that, that, that like confirmed that heard those first two episodes before I replaced the audio files a couple hours later with like yeah. redos. Oh man. And I just, I, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. She, she, she can hold that against me forever. And, uh, it's like literally my next door neighbor too. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, it was up from there, you know, and, and, and figuring out, figuring it out along the way, growing as I was going and, uh, and, and asking for help from other people. I, you know, I'd asked for, I, I, I spotted this kid, our, our mutual friend, you know, you talked to him today as well. Uh, Mark Metry, right? I mm-hmm. I think it was August of or September of 2018 when when I had very much the way I did with you, like asked him to get on the phone. You know, I was like, hey, yeah. can I waste your time? <laughs> and and uh, and then uh, and then December of 18, I I asked you uh, about your your guest outreach strategy, and um, and I just started getting all this information from other sources, other people, people that are, you know, starting to do what I want to do. And, and, uh, and then in January of 19, I, I, I start putting it together. Like, cause I had this whole list, Colin, of people that I was like, I, I want to re- reach out to. Did you, did you ever like make an Excel sheet of like people that you wanted to reach out to? hundred percent. Big yeah. one. Right. Yeah. Right. So I did that. I had that for a while. And I, I was like, I put them in like order of how hard they would be to get on the podcast. And I was just waiting to reach out to all those really the people that I perceived would be really difficult to get on the podcast. I was just waiting for uh, like, I was just going to, you know, I need, I was going to scale up chronologically, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then I had, a, I had a friend named Wesley who was on that show. Uh, Love is blind on Netflix, by the way. I, I, I don't binge watch, but I binge watch that. Yeah. 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 And, uh, they, they cut his engagement. It was, so he's only in a couple scenes really sad. Okay. Uh, I'm disappointed, but (laughs) anyway, um, Wesley told me, he's like, uh, dude, what are you doing? You you gotta like, you gotta reach out to those people now. I don't know why you're waiting. And I was like, yeah, I waited two weeks and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And I just started, shooting uh, half court shots and uh, I made a few of them and then from there just got easier and, and easier and to the point where you know you and I Colin we have the leverage to be able to get just about anybody on our shows yeah what did you do specifically like you'd mentioned the first few audio files are brutal I, I sympathize with you there <laughs> Um, but what did you do to better yourself in, in that position? How'd you become a, you know, an, a, a great interview, which you are right now? Thank you, Colin. I, I appreciate that. Well, you know, the, the, the first thing I did, you know, just honing in on the fundamentals of, of speaking. And instead of, I still say, um, obviously, you know, we can't 
get away from that a hundred percent word. That's a tough it's word tough. to get away it's, from. It, it's tough, but you can drastically yeah. scale back the amount of times you say it. And the way I did it was I used to nitpick all of my audio files after I would record them. I would nitpick and try to get all the ums and uhs and, and likes, not all of them, <laughs> but a lot of them out of there. And and I would get annoyed. I'd, be, I, I, I'd say, what? I don't want to keep having to edit this so heavily. So I just stopped saying it or I became, I became way more mindful of saying it. I even, I recognize the, the waveform. I know what it, I know what my, everyone's looks a little, little bit different, but for the most part, they're kind of the same. I know what an um looks like. It's almost like this oval. I know what a like looks like. It's almost it's almost like an I, a letter I, but with, but almost like a diamond a little bit. Like the edges in the middle are, okay. are kind of, it, it's, it's hard to explain. But I started to pick up on exactly what the waveforms looked like for these words. And I just, and then I could go through and, and pick out, no, and I'd be like, oh, that's an um, oh, that's a like. And, and I would I'd just pick them out like that one by one. And, and, yeah, so it got to the point, like I was alluding to, where in conversation, Colin, in just everyday conversation out and about, I would be super, super mindful of the words that were coming out of my mouth. If I said, there was a period of time where if I said, um, I, I berated myself in my head for it. <laughs> I knew I said it, and, and it did, my brain did not skip it over. I knew it. I knew I messed up. So it's always better, as I'm sure you know, to take a silence as opposed to saying um. And why do we say um? We say it because we don't know what we're going to say next. And we're not confident enough to hold the other. We don't believe that we're going to be able to hold the other person's attention. And so we don't want to lose them. So we fill the dead air with an um. Or sometimes this is a crutch too. And yeah. elongating an and or, or, a, or a but can, can be an um in disguise. Now, I'd much rather you say and than um. But, you know, so I started, started learning and, and bettering myself that way. And then the next step was like, all right, I got to make the content better here. I got to become like an actual better interviewer and get better content out of this. And you know, it was just a, a long process and it's it's in it's a never-ending process a, a constant and never-ending process of studying other interviewers and learning something from each of them i've been dreaming about this relatively long article that i want to write for some time now like it, what you can learn from the five five best interviewers of our time and it would include lessons i've learned from james altucher larry king joe rogan and lewis howes and all those and Cal Fussman, all those people, and Tim Ferriss, you could yeah. even throw him into that conversation, those people. And I mean, it's hard to verbalize. I think when I write this article, because I've definitely I've learned things from each of them. And I think it's gonna be much easier to verbalize the exact things I've learned from each of them once I like put this article down on on, on paper. But you know, the overarching theme and what I learned from Alex Benayan when I interviewed him, he uh, 
it's one of my favorite books, The Third Door. And he learned this from Cal Fussman, who I really admire as an interviewer. He said that people, these interviewers, these great interviewers that we all watch, they all have their own style. And, you know, Colin, it's very easy for you and I to try and imitate their styles, right? You know, it, it could be very alluring. Uh, it could be like, it's a sexy thing to do to try and try and be like Joe Rogan or something like that. But we're missing the point. Like they have their own style. They're that way because that's what makes them most comfortable in their seat, which in turn makes the guests most comfortable in their seat. And so by being something, someone we're, we're not, we're like, we're totally just missing that point. And we're not making the guests most comfortable in our seat, in their seat, because they're, we're not most comfortable in our seat. So the, the real, un, the, the, the overarching theme is like to just be unabashedly you, like whoever you are, just stop trying to perform because if you perform, you inevitably falter, such as the nature of performance, you know? So yeah. I'm constantly learning from, from these people. It's interesting because, you know, I went through a similar process, but now I, I don't I don't like to consume other content that way. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like to listen to, to other interviewers do it because I feel like I am taking on that style. Does that make sense? Uh, I you know, know what it's, you it's, mean. It's like one of those things you go through on your social media feed and, and you see what other people are posting and then you just kind of post something generic because you're like, everyone seems to be posting this. And mm -hmm. it's not you. And that's where I have like a, a disconnect. I try to disconnect myself from that as much as I, I can to try to lean into more of who I am, which was what yes. you're saying. Yes, yes. Lean into more of who you are, of course. Yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, obviously one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here is because you're young, you've built a successful podcast. I think that right now, I don't know about your opinion, I think right now is a great opportunity for people to do that as well. I agree. So knowing that, um, I mean, people who, whether they've been in the space, they're thinking about doing it, maybe they have a business, a service, uh, a product, like based on what you've seen, why, why is it so important for, cause I know you work with businesses. Why is it so important for them to, to get started with the, with a podcast or something? Yeah, it's a great way to build trust and rapport with you know, your prospective customers over the long haul. And it's, it's, a, it's a very great thing in terms of brand marketing. It can be, you know, a lot of these media companies, I look at, I look at them and, you know, entrepreneur.com, they do a good job with, you know, they got like a little network, of, I don't know, like six podcasts or something. But I look at, I look at these other companies. I know Forbes has one, um, you know, like fortune and success magazine and, and 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 I'm like just wondering why don't they have a podcast? They're a media yeah. company. They make money off of clicks because people click and then they they are subjected to their ads. Why not just but become even more of a media company, which they are, and literally create your own TV channel, but much cooler, of course, because it's a podcast, create your own TV channel though. And, 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 and sell ad slots, right? Why, why wouldn't you want to have own your own channel? Especially when you have a built-in audience of people that are going to be listening. 
I think a lot of these companies now in this very likely upcoming long recession, <laughs> I think, uh, hopefully I'm wrong, but a lot of these companies that can't operate during, uh, you know, this virus actually, like, I think it would be a really cool thing and it's not applicable to all companies, but it'd be a really cool thing for them to say, start a podcast, literally create their own channel and have a little bit of ad revenue coming in that way. So, I mean, it's better than, it's gonna be better than, uh, than, than nothing. Totally. Uh, I, I don't know if you found this. I, I found it too. You know, I think one of the most powerful things is the people you can get in front of, you know? Yeah. So f- f- what, like if you have a service or something like that, like the thing with a podcast, you can get in front of the person you want to get in front of and uh, that, that the too, podcast. You, yeah. 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 I, I think it's a very, it's a different strategy for like brands starting a podcast, like big brands. But then, yeah. you know, when you, Maybe you're maybe you're an agency owner. I think it'd be really beneficial to start a podcast where you're literally interviewing, as you said, your ideal clients and building relationships with them. Yes, great point. Yeah, you know, and then even like I'm even like you think right. You take an ad agency and you take a company and you sit down with them. A part of the episode could be like you're going to do a live consultation with them. Right. Like what problems are you facing in your business? Here's how you can deliver those solutions. And by doing that, you're you're delivering proof. And I think that's what I mean, if you want any type of business right now, you have to have proof and it's so hard to get. Oh yeah, absolutely. Totally. So what's your I mean, obviously times are unprecedented, but what's what's your vision with what you got going on? Where are you looking to get to? Mm. Yeah, straight up, I'm trying to sell a company. That's like a big goal yeah. of mine. Yeah, 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 that's it. You know, I, I've what got... Comp- uh, what's what that? company? What company uh, is that? Yeah, it would be uh, it would be Trend Up Media. So it's at trendup.media, yeah. 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 So you're trying to build that and sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Why the, why the exit strategy? Because I like money a lot, and I want yeah, a lot yeah. of it, and I don't want to be involved in day-to-day operations till I'm 80. So, yeah. Have you thought about when you sell it, what you're going to do or what you'd want to do? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, my podcast doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah. Unless, you know, there becomes a new hot new medium that, that I want to take on, which I'm sure there will be, you know, I'm ready to pivot like that at any time. But, uh, no, I haven't, I mean, I haven't thought like, I haven't thought a ton about it. I know long-term travel has always been super appealing to me. Not that I can't do that mm-hmm. now. I mean, not now, now because of the virus, but. <laughs> yeah, I get you. It's, it's funny. In Forbes, I was like, yeah, you know, come May, I'm going to, you know, probably embark in long-term travel. Perhaps I said, I literally said verbatim, perhaps I'll live in Italy. <laughs> Man. <laughs> As I, that was October. Yeah. That did not age well. Whew. Times change, right? <laughs> Times change, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I think that that's going to be a time where I focus a lot more on relationships and spending more time with my family again uh, because that's what's most important. And I imagine by that point, too, that I'll be – you know, creating and raising my own family too. So, yeah. 
I, I will, I've always wanted Colin to be like, I want to be the, the baseball coach. You know, my dad never, he was a doctor. He never like, he just didn't have time. Yeah. And so I, but I always wished, I wished he was. And yeah, I, 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 I love, I just love sports. I, I, I love everything about it. And, um, I'd love to do that. Yeah. What sports did you play growing up? Yeah, I played, I played baseball. It was like the main thing, basketball on and off. Okay. And, uh, and flag football when I was younger. And then as a senior in high school, I just on a whim did one year of on, on the football team for high school. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a weird thing, yeah. <laughs> what position? I'm wondering what uh, yeah, position yeah. you'd be playing. I was So I was a wide receiver and a cornerback, but wide receiver was the, the main thing. I, I really I, – I, I don't have any memories that I made at cornerback. I, I just don't, other than like an almost sack that I had towards an end of a, the end of a game. Like, it would – dude, I'm, Colin, I'm telling you, it would have been a freaking like eight-yard loss, and I just – and it was it wasn't even okay it wasn't even a sack it was like they he, they handed the the ball off and it was like a tight formation so i snuck into the backfield and the running back would have been tackled for a huge loss and i just just missed him i'll always remember that <laughs> it would have been yeah. would have been a good great memory but uh but yeah wide receivers where i is, is where i made some some memories i mean i wasn't particularly good all the time but every now and then i you know i had had enough athleticism to be able to flash every now and then you know no doubt i love it um awesome man so we're gonna pivot here a little bit all right you ready for this 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 segment i want to talk about high school sports (laughs) (laughs) this one here's jordan's called do or don't you must unlearn what you have learned all right i'll give it a try no Try not. Do. Or do not. Okay. So what I'm gonna do for you is I'm gonna I'm gonna paint you a picture and I want you to tell me do or don't. And I want you to give the reason behind it. Make sense? Do okay, okay. Do or don't reason behind All right. it. Do or don't reason behind it. So someone this is the first one. Someone sends out a cold email, you have no idea who he is. He asked to be on your show. He sends you the big one sheet of who he is <laughs> and the big long email of why he wants to be on there. Is that a do or a don't? Dude, that's a don't. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> you and I both, same answer to that. I, I can I can confidently speak for you. Now, there's been like a, like two or three over the years that I've said yes to, but most of the time it's a big no. Big, what, what could someone do differently as a follow-up? Uh, just stop sending the same freaking templates, man, that every <laughs> company sends and stop trying to be like, oh, I, I just happened to stumble upon your podcast and I love it. No, you don't. What yeah. do you love? No, you don't. Stop. Stop lying to me. I'd rather you just admit like, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> those things can be done differently. Other than that, I don't know. Uh, see how many how many of those do you get a month, dude? Curiosity. Oh, gosh, I wonder. I really don't know. I mean, I don't get a hundred a month. Not it's not yeah. it's not like that, but um, enough. Yeah. Enough. Uh, yeah. At this point, at this point, honestly, I haven't been opening the emails. Uh, it's really been the past 
two months that I haven't been opening them. Gotcha. All right, ready for the next one? Yeah. Someone said, so you're a big LinkedIn guy. Someone connects with you on LinkedIn and then sends you a direct message asking, hey, I'm calling, say, I do blank. We should partner up. You want to jump on a call? Mm, 95 to 99% of the time, no. I like the percentage. All right. What's the 1%? What's the, what's the, what's the four to 1%? 1% you would say yes to? is when I do my due diligence, I check out their profile. I can tell they have a body of work. They've like actually done something before. They have a track record and they, they don't, they don't seem crazy um and there's it's it's good that they're coming out explicitly though with a in this scenario with a with a business purpose um you know i i'd mentioned to you like when i reached out to you colin years ago not years ago but like a year and a half ago probably and um and said i literally just said like hey i'd love to get on the phone and chat get to know you like I would say no to that just because I get so many of those and I used to say yes to those, you know, a couple of years ago, but now I don't. Yeah. And, um, but you definitely do increase your chances when there's a real business purpose behind it. I love it. All right. Perfect. All right. So what, what about someone connects oh, oh, with oh, time you? out, time out. Yeah. What I tend to do is I say something along the lines of, can you, send me some more details in an email and I'll give them my email below. So like, like you can uh, often, you can save thir a 30 minute phone call and get across the exact same thing in, uh, in an email that takes you 45 seconds to read. Gotcha. So I do that a lot. All right, cool. I like that. All right. Next one. Someone messages you or not someone messages you. Okay. You've had this person, either on your show, you know this person, but they ask you if they can get an introduction to a, a big guest you've had on your show. No. Do or don't. No, it's not happening. Especially if it's somebody <laughs> that I if it's somebody that I don't know, absolutely not. Yeah. You gotta be picky I can't, with those I can't, things, right? I, yeah, I can't I, you and I, Colin, can't risk our social capital for you know, like we don't know if this person's gonna end up wasting their time and and yeah, it's just uh yeah, it's a big no. I've had that. I like it. See, see how we're, we're solving problems here in this segment? <laughs> <laughs> what about someone on LinkedIn just continuously tags you in every one of their posts? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> is there a do or don't? So, so what you, I think the, the question here is what would I do? Yeah, okay. What okay. would you do? Obviously, it's a don't based on that reaction, but what would you do? <laughs> there have been times, Colin, where it's rare, and I haven't done it in a while, but I used to, like if they're a re repeat offender and it's completely irrelevant and it's just a gigantic block of names, I will literally hit the three dots and hit remove mention so that they know I don't want you to do this. <laughs> No, I don't have time for that. I like I have bigger worries, bigger fish to fry, for sure. And uh, now, you know, it's just it's something that comes into my notifications, and I don't even click on it. It doesn't really. I'm like, huh, you know, it's just part of it now. It's just part of the part of the game. Totally. 
I love it, man. All right, uh, last one. Mm-hmm. All right, ready for it? This is more of like a, you got to think this one through a little bit. So should someone, because a lot of people right now are going to be creating online courses because it's just the nature of the reality of what's happening. But yeah. should you start an online course before you've built an audience? Is that a do or a don't? It's a good question. That's a very original question. Hmm. I don't think that there's hurt in doing it before you've built okay. audience so that when, you know, as you're scaling up and attracting more people, it's already there and you don't have to scramble. Then again, at the same time, the reason I didn't do it that way. I didn't do it that way. I, I, the reason I have in a free course on podcasting, it's, it's an all-encompassing course on podcasting, 50-minute video course, really professional. And I did that because I knew that's what people wanted from me. Okay. Like, I was building an audience throughout 2019, and and that's those are the, the, the types of questions I got. Many of them had to do with the how-tos of podcasting. And so by August, I had this course uh, called How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster and, and put that up. So, you know, really not much hurt to do it before you create an audience, but just be aware that you might need to pivot and it could become outdated very quickly. Great, great advice. Let I like ask you, action, though. So do I. I'd rather action than non-action. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I think I'd rather people do something as opposed to like sitting and, and trying to like post on Instagram to build up an audience that way. You got to do something. Yeah. Um, awesome, man. Well, there we have it. It's the end of the segment. What'd you think of it? That was really fun. I was, I was like super this. original too, man. I, I, I gotta ha- I really want to have like, an original segment like that on my podcast. I mean, not like that, but I like it, but not yeah. that, but like that, you know, that'd be cool. Cool. There we go. And just try and do things here. You're the third person yeah. I've tried this on so far. It's been a, so far it's stuck. I didn't know how it was going to hit, but I feel like it was a hit. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It, it was, it was super fun, man. And the last one definitely did get me thinking. Awesome. Um, Jordan, for people out there who want to, connect with you, learn more. Where's ideally, where's the best place they can go? Yeah, Colin, jordanparis.com is where I house just about everything. And you can, you can find all the social handles at the bottom of the screen there. Uh, of course I'm, you know, I'm everywhere on, on every social channel, primarily LinkedIn and, uh, podcast growth mindset university, uh, and then trend.media instead of .com.media. Beautiful. I'll share all those links to make it super simple. And uh, Jordan, man, leave us off with a message. Leave us off with with an, an end point here, whether it's something you're thinking about or a message you want the audience to go home with today. Aha. Don't make a living, design a life. That's it, baby. I love that. You know, it's been, I've been saying that for, for about four years now. 
Uh, it's not because it sounds good, because it actually works. And design my life around the criteria. You can pick your own criteria. Right? Design my life around the criteria, the values of having fun, helping people, and making money. And over the past four years, I've it's been a slow process of aligning almost everything. You can't make it everything. It's just not reality. But most of what I do, having that, having it align with those criteria. So I love it. Do, do you know Dave Meltzer? Yeah. Uh huh. And that's he's where got, I got. He's got a very similar criteria. motto. That's where it I got is. the. That's where I got the criteria from. I had. I had had. So I'd had. Don't make a living. Design a life. For two years, and then I interviewed him a couple of times. But as I was like looking into him, he had like this for sports one marketing. It's uh, help a lot of people, have a lot of fun, make a lot of money. And I yeah. was like, I was like, huh? I, unconsciously, that's kind of what I've been doing. And I just kind of ran with it. I love it, man. Well, uh, Jordan, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and uh, jumping on the podcast here with me today. Colin, you're the man. Thank you very much. You got it. And everyone, hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, you can subscribe to the podcast. That'd be great. But better than that, when you when you listen to today's podcast, think of a person who you feel like could benefit from listening to today's show and hit that share button with them. Share it out. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, everyone, stay healthy, stay safe, and always remember to keep on grinding.